You're listening to the Amateur Tarot Pod. Originally recorded starting at the end of 2016, there's a lot of growth to be found in the production quality and in the confidence and skill sets of your hosts. Please note that any phone numbers, emails, or social accounts are no longer active. You can contact the creators of the show by reaching out to brian at zenironman.com. Hey there, welcome to Amateur Tarot Pod, the only podcast where two non-mystical hosts use the power of tarot to answer your burning questions. Well, you've done it. Wait, what did I do? You introduced the podcast. I did. I did and you that. did it with such confidence. I'm pretty confident. This is, what, our 47th episode now? I think so. It is. I'm looking at a number right Okay, right well, I, then I believe you. Brian, Merry Christmas. <laughs> In two weeks, Ben. No, it's December. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Christmas has been going on. Really? I mean, I should have said it on our last episode, so I I felt bad. It's really a belated Merry Christmas. Well, belated Merry Christmas to you too, Ben. Thanks, Brian. Or happy holidays for everyone that celebrates any other holidays besides that one. I don't know. I heard we could say it now. So here I am saying it. Yes, we can say Merry Christmas, but we can also say Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. And other holidays Winter solstice. that happen. Winter solstice isn't a holiday. It's just a happening, right? Well, some people celebrate it. Yeah, you can celebrate it. I mean, you can celebrate a sunrise, too. Sure, that's a holiday. Yeah. Brian, oh, happy nice. sunrise. Happy belated sunrise. Happy early sunset. Oh, thank you. It gets tougher and tougher to do these days since they had the war on daylight. Yeah. A.K.A. winter. I think that we should just stop doing all that. Winter? Well, sure. Winter, too. But I mostly just meant changing the clocks. I also think we should stop changing the clock. I think we should just... Okay, so what's always confusing to me is right now, in the winter, we are not saving the daylight anymore. Daylight savings time is March to November. Right. So I think we should just always save the daylight. Why not? Yeah, why don't we just have the time be the time that it is? And sometimes it gets darker earlier because it's going to get darker earlier regardless. But right. But we've made it now doubly dark early. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why would we do time is an arbitrary construct. It can be any time right now. We just have to all commit to that time. Who is still amped about daylight savings time? Um, that's a good question. Not farmers. They don't care. Well, actually, Brian, you're confused. People are very amped about daylight savings time. They're not amped about not saving the day. Who is still amped about uh, standard time? I don't know. I can't think of a single person who would be amped about standard time. I guess people who like to go to bed very early. Not true. I go to bed very early and I'm against the standard time. All right. Well, I guess it's over. Yeah, you heard it here first. We have we have ended it. We're not setting our clocks back anymore. Gavel noise. Wow, you're uh, dipping into my area of expertise. (laughs) It was pretty good, huh? I didn't expect that out of you. You've been (laughs) practicing. All right. Well, should we get into the part of the show where we do the stuff that we do on this show? Because we haven't talked about the stuff that we do on this show. Yeah, like where I say... Where we just end daylight savings time, or we end standard time. (laughs) We ended standard time, and then now is the part of the show where I say... 
That ambitious young man sitting next to me is Ben Noble. Oh my gosh, we haven't even introduced ourselves. Nope. Man, we've gotten a lot done before the introduction even. We've, yeah. <laughs> we've done a Look lot. what you can do when you get rid of standard time. Yeah. Wow. And this guy over here who's helping me destroy standard time is Brian Dooley. And what do we do, Ben, besides destroy standard time and make life better for everyone in these United States? Well, Brian, we... Wait, aren't... does the rest of the world do daylight savings time? Uh, some countries do and some countries don't. Well, uh, none of you have to do it anymore. <laughs> I can't imagine. It's very difficult. And and here's another fact that I learned. Uh, in the Southern Hemisphere, it's opposite. You know, their winter, our summer, the toilet goes the other way, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So they set, when we fall back, they have to fall forward because it's oh, the opposite man. season. So like people in the Southern Hemisphere, like in, in you know, in South America, there's like a a four hour gap because we're going ahead one hour and they're going back one hour. How do the trains ever run on time? I don't know. Just move to Germany. That's the only place where the trains run on time. This is why we can't have the hyperloop. No, because it it would get there at very confusing times. Another fun fact. Is it about Amtrak? You got it. We're not even going to tell you what it is because we know what it is. We know what it is. So you don't need to. (laughs) All right. On this show, aside from discuss the minutia of daylight savings time, we interpret the eldritch energies that exist uh, between us and the spirit realm. We we channel that magic and give you some real advice uh, by using the power of the tarot. And we know what you're thinking. Wow. Tarot. Very hard. Very complicated. Super complex. You must have to know some sort of magic. You must need a degree to learn about that. Such arcane. So mystic. And you're right. Uh, you're right about everything. And and we know that too. But we didn't want to put in the work. So instead of doing good tarot, we just read three cards. And those three cards represent three different things. The past, the present, and a guaranteed 100% money back future outcome. I just threw a lot of words together that didn't actually form a sentence. Yeah, but I think that if you count them as like a tone poem, it really gets across what we do here. And with that said, I think, oh, no, wait, hold on. Hold on. What's one other thing we do? One other thing that we do is at the end of the show, we give out a card of the week. That's for everyone. Yeah. The three cards aren't for everyone. They're just for the person who asked the question. Just for the one lucky querent. Yeah. Here's always my thought, Brian, before we jump into uh, Querent's Corner. And that thought is, you know, like you listen to a regular old advice show or you read Dear Amy, whatever it is in the paper. Dear Abby? Sure. Amy, Abby, whatever. Uh, you read all that and it's like, oh, my husband's a jerk. What do I do? And then she gives you advice. And then even if you didn't ask the question, if your husband's also a jerk, you can follow that advice. Mm-hmm. But on this show, we just interpret the cards for a person, you know? Yeah, it's just for that one person. So should other people follow the advice? Or are they just listening in because they're nosy? Well, first, let's not poo-poo on the nosy people, because I think there is a level of nosiness. There's a level of uh, voyeurism that takes place when you're listening to this show, which is fine. But also, we do give sound advice. The cards give sound advice. So even though it's completely personally tailored to this one person, there may be choice morsels for other people who are listening for the voyeuristic impact. Mm, I like that. That's great. So let's do it. Let's give some advice. Let's go ahead and jump right into Queerance Corner. Today's question comes from Paisley, who says, will my daughter ever grow up and quote, get it? End quote. What do you think that means, Ben? 
get it. Mm, well, I I don't know Paisley, but it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance via uh, email question. And I don't know how old her daughter is, but I'm. Well, go- we should decide that now. Okay, I'm going to guess that uh, her daughter is uh, at least a teenager. I would say, with the the way this question is phrased, I would say her daughter is 17. I think that's great. I think that's spot on. So she has a 17 year old daughter and uh, by get it, I'm going to guess that she doesn't mean the golden snitch or just a job, right? Uh, It's a whole way of being in the world. Get it is a stand in for really understanding how things work. Yeah. Not uh, being a teenager, but being like an adult. Yeah, not coasting through on entitlement and lattes. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to find out if her daughter's going to grow up and get it. Quote unquote. Uh, this week we are using the English magic tarot and we have used the English magic tarot before, but not for quite some time. And so we're going to have Ben just talk a little bit about it. Yep. Um, it's basically uh if political cartoons had a tarot deck, it would be the English magic tarot deck. <laughs> uh, that's kind of the art style that you could imagine. Um, there's a bunch of people with those white wigs doing things. Um, here's a very odd empress who's showing us the bottom of her foot and reclining in a tree. She is doing that. Also, I want to say that maybe this was even the card that we... Did before. It's the it Page is. of Cups. It's Professor McGonagall. Uh, and there's a bunch of ghosts behind her trying to spook her. You also, can't spook McGonagall. Also, the star is just Isaac Newton playing with prisms. Mm-hmm. So that's Wait, where we're at. Was it Isaac Newton that was bedridden for most of his young life? And that's how he figured out prisms? Uh, well, he obviously wasn't so bedridden that he couldn't be outside getting hit in the head with apples. That's true. Maybe he got hit in the head with an apple. And, and that's why he was coma. <laughs> he was paralyzed from the neck down. Oh, sorry, Isaac. Life. And so that's where we're at with the English magic tarot. Um, okay, the page of swords is on a horse looking at the horse's ass, but I thought it was half centaur. Do you think that she's looking to see if the horse pooped? Maybe she's like something smells. <laughs> and then in the background, it, it written backwards is to the earth. Yeah, there's a lot of weird symbols and backwards letters and highlighted letters all over every card. It's basically just political cartoons and with with special appearance by Isaac Newton. It's if political cartoons happened in the Harry Potter world and then came back over to our world so that they weren't animated anymore. Yes. All right. So. Should we get into the first card? Let's do the dang thing. Should we reread the question? Because people have certainly forgotten. Yeah. Paisley asks, will my daughter ever grow up and, quote, get it, unquote. All right. So the past. Flip. We've got temperance. So temperance is all about balance. Oh, let's describe this card first. Sure. It's not a traditional temperance card. It is not. By no means. Uh, We've got a person... With their head in a river or a lake. They're, they, they, but they're holding their hands behind their back, two cups, one in each hand. With wine flowing Flowing magically them. like a scarf in between 
betwixt the two. And then a cougar or a leopard standing behind. A cougar, a leopard, a puma, perhaps. No comment. You couldn't hear Ben's head shaking. I'm surprised you couldn't hear Ben's head shaking. Though. It was pretty vigorous. <laughs> uh, OK, so Temperance, Brian, you were saying is about balance. It's about balance. It's about knowing what you have and what you don't have and being able to blend those things together into something harmonious. So I'm going to guess that perhaps Paisley has been trying to take a balanced approach to her daughter. She's like not coming down super hard on her, but also is trying to gently nudge her into a place of, quote, getting it, unquote. Yeah, not quite what the old folks would call tough love, but we're almost to that point. Yeah. Her patience is being stretched very thin. And she, she being Paisley, is doing her best to keep an even keel about things and uh, gently nudge her daughter in the right direction. Perhaps Paisley's patience is this wine that's being stretched between these two goblets. And she's just going back and forth between a gentle, loving approach and a more firm hand. And so that's why it's being stretched thin like a scarf between them. I love that interpretation. All right. Let's move into the present. Flip. The Nine of Wands. We come to the Nine of Wands. And you want to describe it? Sure. So the Nine of Wands uh, has the bad guy from Mulan uh, standing (laughs) just in the middle of a pathway. He's got, uh, unsurprisingly, nine wands. There's something written on the card in uh, that elvish language from Lord of the Rings. And then in the background uh, are two deer, but one of them is standing up like a kangaroo. I'm not looking at the card, but I thought that Ben was going to say standing in the background R2-D2. And I got very excited nope. and almost grabbed it out of his hand. Nope. Sorry. Wrong tarot deck for that. All right. So the Nine of Wands is about persistence, but also exhaustion in yeah. some ways. You're really tired, but victory is inevitable. Yeah. The, the, the Nine of Wands obviously precedes the Ten of Wands, and the Ten of Wands is completion. So you're almost there. But you are feeling tired, and getting to this point has been wearing you down. Makes sense, given the story we've been telling. Yep. Are we ready for our final card? Let's go ahead and see what the future holds. 100% money-back guarantee. Flip. It's the Queen of Swords. Ooh. And the Queen of Swords, it's a thinner Viserys, uh, maybe his (laughs) brother, maybe a cousin, uh, wearing a strange dress he's sitting in a very wide chair in a room and he's holding a sword she i guess it's a she that's why she's wearing a dress it's the queen of swords but when i said viserys i psyched myself out oh well i mean viserys could be the queen of swords and in the background written in mirror language it says and thereby all who knows what that has to do with anything. I All these no cards idea. are supposed to work together in some arcane way. Maybe they're telling a story and we just don't know it. Yeah. So the Queen of Swords is very rational and intelligent, but also cold and standoffish. Yeah, she's the Ice Queen. Mm. And the Queen of Swords is somebody who gets the job done, but she does it her own way, and it doesn't really matter whose feelings she hurts along the way. So I'd like to reframe Paisley's question. Sure. I, 
I don't know that Paisley's question is really asking if her daughter will ever grow up and get it, but more how can she best help her daughter grow up and get it? Yeah, I think that's right. Because so far, that's the story we've been telling. And I think the queen feeds right into that. And why would we answer her question when we're telling a different story? Why not just reframe the question to suit what we've already done here? So should we put it all together? Yeah, let's go ahead and put it all together. So we start with temperance. Um, In the past, your approach to dealing with your daughter has been more balanced, but your patience is wearing thin. Uh, We see that come to fruition in the Nine of Wands. You're nearing the end of a journey, but also a bit exhausted, a bit worn out. Your passion for this project is dimming. And finally, we arrive at the future, the Queen of Swords, uh, someone who is much more reliant on intellect, much more able to get the job done, but does so in a way that's not afraid to break a few eggs. And so to help your daughter get it, Paisley, I think you have to leave behind this balanced, temperate, uh, kind approach, unfortunately, and adopt one that's a bit more stern and a bit more strict to get the job done. And that's parenting advice from the magic cards. I hope that helps. Yeah, I think it should. Yeah, don't be afraid to break a few eggs. Yeah, and write in and let us know when your daughter finally grows up and, quote, gets it, unquote. All right, well, thank you, Paisley, for your question this week. And I guess that takes us now to the card of the week. And we have this week the Morgan Greer Tarot. Yet another new deck. Always, there's always a new deck. And this deck is unique because the cards are not tarot card size. They're playing card size. Makes them very easy to shuffle. Very portable as well. You know, you can bring this to uh, a party. Yeah, any type of place where a tarot deck size deck is just too Too, bulky. Yeah, like in your carry-on. Maybe you don't want to carry (laughs) that big tarot deck. You just need something smaller. Or if you're going on a, a big Boy Scout hike. Yeah, or your carry-on's full and, you know, you can't fit a regular tarot deck into your pocket but you can fit this tarot deck in your pocket, and then you just put it on the thing. It goes through security, and you don't even have to put it in a bag. Yep. And then... Except the, this one did come in a tin, so... No, no, no. Yeah. Can't bring that on. That'll set off the metal detector. Uh, I actually quite like... Whoa. I was just flipping through this deck, and then all of a sudden, here's the lovers, and it's not just a man and a woman uh, naked standing across from each other in a card. Something's happening. <laughs> Not that, but like it's about to. And there are no fig leaves on this one. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I do. Uh, other than that shocking lover's card, I do like this deck a lot. Uh, the art is similar to just your standard Rider Waite or Smith Waite deck, but the colors are nice. The art is. I, I don't know how I'm trying to describe it. It's a bit more, I guess, like realistic. It feels uh, like an 80s children's book. Yeah, you're right. It does. I like this deck a lot. It will go on my list of approved decks. Uh Uh-oh. Well, we'll never use this deck again. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so here's your card of the week. Flip. And it's the Seven of Swords. The Seven of Swords. That's sneaky seven. That's basically it, yeah. You want to go ahead and describe him? Yeah, so I kind of feel like this is just a crop of the Rider Waite uh, Seven of Swords, where on the traditional Seven of Swords, there's like a guy and he's stealing some swords and he's running away from a camp and the people in the camp are like, hey, wait a minute, come back here. (laughs) 
But this is just a crop on the man stealing the swords, except he's also wearing a green beanie, which is odd because he's in the desert. That is odd. I he look they look very uh not Russian, but of that area. Yeah. And so possibly it gets very cold there as well. That's true. It does get cold in the desert at night, mm-hmm. I hear. But this has a yellow sky. So the sun is rising. It is morning and it is about to get very hot. The Seven of Swords on the Morgan Greer Tarot from the Little White Book is partial success in coping with authority. That's it. That's all we got. That's all it says? Yeah, there's no keywords. There's nothing... Uh... Partial success in coping with... I feel like I didn't need the card to tell me that <laughs> nah, you might be somewhat successful. <laughs> well, you got the card to tell you that for this week. Okay. You will have partial success in coping with authority. What does that mean for this week? Uh, I think it means to look for the opportunities where, just like in temperance, where you have to look at the things you have and the things you don't have, and you have to find your victories where they are. You have to claim the victories and just look past the two swords that you're leaving in the sand. Mm -hmm. Okay. So keep that in mind, folks. And that is your very truncated card of the week segment. Yeah. Great deck, though. Glad you like it, Ben. We'll never use it again. So I guess that brings us to to the end. Yep. That's kind of sad. Sometimes I feel sad at the end of the show. All good things have to end, Brian. Do they? Yeah, they do. Why is that? Because if it goes on too long, people will get tired of us. Right, but you said all good things. Because if they go on too long, you'll get tired of them. Like Christmas. It's only two months of the year. (laughs) Eventually it has to end so that we can all get excited for the two months of Christmas to come back. I guess that's true. I guess. I don't know, I watch TV constantly and I'm never tired of that. Well, I mean... Is TV going to end, Ben? Eventually. Why? Well, Brian, because all good things have to come to an end so that you can look forward to them again later. This is the worst syllogism ever. Is that the right word for this? Syllogism? I have no idea. I was just going to say, okay. (laughs) Brian, I have some bad news. You know how we ended standard time at the beginning of this episode? Uh Uh-huh. I'm ending TV. It's over. No. Go flip flip it on and it'll just be static. No. Oh, well, at least there'll be static. I can watch that forever. Okay. <laughs> Static never ends. <laughs> All right. Thanks again to Paisley and good luck with your daughter. Thanks to you, loyal listeners. Good luck uh, partially having success dealing with authority. Thanks to this Eastern European Russian-esque guy on the Seven of Swords. Yeah. Thanks to us for ending Standard Time. Yeah. Really, thanks to us. Send in your kudos to uh, AmateurTarot.com. There's one now. (laughs) People are already talking about it. Yep. Okay, more things, more things. If you want to communicate with us, maybe send us a question, maybe thank us for the standard time thing, Uh, maybe send me your hate mail for ending TV, you can find us at AmateurTarot.com. And if you want to just email us only, you can email us at amateurtarotreading at gmail.com. If you want to ask a question and you want your voice to be on the show, you can call our hotline 314-325-6047. 
Uh, and if you call in the next 20 minutes, we will throw in a magic bullet blender totally free. And if you want to get in touch with us on the Twitters, you can reach us at Tarot Amateur. You can reach Brian at Zen Iron Man if you want to uh, talk me. And if you want to just talk to Ben, you can reach him at Making All This Up. Uh, last thing, most important thing, maybe go on iTunes, type in Amateur Tarot. That's how you found us in the first place. Uh, and then give us a five-star review, write one to two sentences about how great we are, and then forget about it. Yeah, then you don't have to do anything else. A lot of people, well, hold on. If you want to send money, you can. But we're not having another pledge drive just yet. No. So a lot of podcasts are going to have pledge drives, and I'm all for that. But all we need you to do to show your support, besides sending in questions, is rate and review us on iTunes. And think about it. Next week when you hear us give this spiel, you won't have to feel bad. There won't be a pit in the middle of your stomach, and you might, and you won't be thinking, I'm a bad person. Instead, you'll be thinking, I'm a great person. I did this. Yeah, I've already done it. You'll feel self-satisfied and smug, and that's a much better feeling than a pit in your stomach. Yeah, so be smug. Don't be a jerk. Bye. See, I'm very much armed with Daylight Savings Time facts uh, because on my Thanksgiving travels, I listen to a podcast about Daylight Savings Time. So I'm armed with a lot of facts, and I guess I should give credit to the Stuff You Should Know podcast. I should mention the podcast where I learn all these great facts.